0: Our first reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 3, verses 12 through 19. When Peter saw it, he addressed the people, You Israelites, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us? As though by our own power or piety we had made him walk. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the Holy and Righteous One and asked to have a murderer given to you. And you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. Witnesses. And by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what He had foretold through all the prophets, that His Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. Our reading continues in the first letter of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this: when he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take away sins. And in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So as we continue on in our Easter series. We come to this idea of being children of God. That as children of God, we are heirs to the kingdom and we will inherit the kingdom. But do we act as if we are God's children? Do we act as if the kingdom is ours? And I think sometimes we worry so much about what we have to do That we don't treat it like an inheritance. We treat it like a reward for a job well done. That we're going to go out and we're going to put our hours in and if we put all the hours in then we're going to get the whole thing. And if we put some of the hours in then we're going to get a part of it. Maybe not the whole thing but we'll get some of it. We treat it like a paycheck. But an inheritance is different. See the thing is as children of God as joint heirs in Christ, as those who recognize the God of our as our God today, the kingdom is a gift. It's a gift the way any inheritance would be, that there's no work you put in. It's either left to you or it's not. And you either claim it or you don't. It's up to us to claim it, to say yes, I'm going to walk as one in the light. Yes, I am going to stand up. And yes, I am going to say that I'm going to follow Christ. I'm going to follow Him to the cross. And I'm going to die with Him on the cross. And I'm going to live with Him. And I'm going to be raised in Him to life anew. And I'm going to be free from death. Because I want to live that life beyond life. given that hope beyond hope. But then we start to worry. We start to worry, well... Maybe there's too many of us. But if it's an inheritance, surely if it's divided up among three people, there might be enough to go around. And if it's divided up between 30 people, then there may not be enough for me. And if it's divided between 3,000 people, then surely I'm going to have a little bit. So maybe I should claim it for myself and just keep it tucked inside and keep it hidden away because now I know it's mine. God doesn't work that way. He's not going to hand it out and go, oh, well, there's just not enough kingdom to go around today. Now, whenever we bring more into the fold, there is more for us to inherit. Because the kingdom grows with every true believer who comes in. That inheritance grows by faith every time that someone else recognizes that they too are a child of God. And they too can make this claim. It's hard, though. It's hard because it means loving. We think of loving as something easy to do that when we love people, it comes naturally. But it means loving even when it's hard. It means loving our enemies. It means loving our neighbors no matter what. It means loving that car that drives by at 3 o'clock in the morning with the stereo blaring and they wake up the dog and now all you've got is barking in confusion. And it means still loving them. It means we recognize that we love them, not just because we love. But we recognize that they too are children of God. Because we are all God's children. It's just that some of us don't realize it yet. Some of us have been convinced that we are not worthy, and we have turned away. Some have been hurt to the point that they feel that they are no longer a child of God, and some have never known that they were a child to begin with. They have been walking alone, thinking they are alone, not realizing that their brothers and sisters are walking right there with them. But it means that if we are going to claim them as our brothers and sisters, that we have to help them. We have to help them recognize that the kingdom is theirs. The kingdom is theirs waiting for them. That a place is set for them, they just have to come sit at it. That the gate has been opened. But it hasn't been opened by us. We don't have the keys to the kingdom. We don't have the keys to that gate. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing because sometimes we are like children. And we get a little greedy. And sometimes we're like children and we decide that we can be a little hurtful. But instead Christ carries those keys for us. Because Christ is the one who walks without sin, who walks without blame, who walks in righteousness that's uncomparable to anything we could ever do. But it means that he can see the good even when all we can think about is the bad. It means that he can see the hope when all we can think about is the despair. And it means that he can see all as his brothers and sisters. Even when we cannot. He is always there to set another place at the table instead of closing the door. He is always there to open the book of life than to shut it in someone's face. He is there to help and to love. I'm reminded with recent events that sometimes we are a little more prone to violence than we would like to think. That we are more quick to use bombs to answer our problems than we are to invite those who are in distress to be our neighbors. That we will destroy more easily than we will invite others in. But The good news is that the keys aren't with us. The keys are with Christ. That He will guard that gate with all righteousness. And that He will recognize that We are flawed, that we do fall far short of the glory of God. But He also recognizes that we try, that we do what we can, that we help each other however we can, even in the smallest of actions. But it's up to us to show others that we believe that we are God's children. That we serve a God who served Abraham, who served Isaac, who served Jacob. That they could hand nothing down on their own. That we think about being their spiritual descendants. Abraham had nothing that he could hand down without God. Isaac had nothing that he could give as an inheritance without God. Jacob had nothing that he could hand down as an inheritance without God. As John says, I don't know what we are going to be. I don't know what we will be in the kingdom. But I know it will be good. Because I know that when we get there, we will finally see what Christ is truly like, beyond our human eyes and our human thoughts, and we will be like Him. Because we are more than employees, more than servants. That we often think about God As our Lord, as an Almighty, as an Other, something far away that rules over us, that we call Christ the King of Kings. And this is true. But normally, with a king, the subjects don't get a share. The subjects are there to serve and serve alone, and they get nothing. But we aren't subjects. We are the children of God. That we are brothers and sisters in Christ. That we gain more because of that. But we have to be willing to stand up and say, I am Christ's brother. I am Christ's sister. I am a child of God. Because God wants me. And if God wants me, then He must want you. Because I can think of a thousand reasons that he shouldn't want me at all. But he does. He wants all of his children to find their way to that home. He wants all his children to know that they are loved. That they have a place. That those who earnestly repent of their sins and follow Christ to the cross... That they will walk away from that empty tomb, leaving a life of sin behind, to find eternal glory in Him. That we have been promised a life beyond this one. And it's not just a promise for some. It's not just a promise for a few, but it's a promise for all. It's a role to play. As those who know they're going to inherit the kingdom. We have to make sure others know that it's there for them too. That we're willing to say, I am a child of God and so are you. God loves you for all that you are and all that you could be. But he'll wipe out whatever your past may hold. That he will wipe your slate clean and invite you in that washed in the blood of Christ will be whiter than snow purer than pure that we will be given a home not a fleeting home of earthly hands but an everlasting home in God's kingdom and with every person that we tell we may get laughed at we may get scorned they might just give us an odd look and walk away But maybe, maybe when we tell them that you are loved, that you are loved and you are worthy of inheriting the kingdom. Maybe they'll hear something that they have been longing to hear and never knew how much they needed to hear it maybe they will hear something that sounds so good they refuse to pass it up. And maybe, just maybe, they will recognize you as brother or sister because they can see Christ in all that we do. And that they find their spot at that table. They find their way to the gates of the kingdom because we were willing to love, because we were willing to have hope, and that we were willing to stand up and speak out. That at all things that are good and holy, we say yes. And to injustice, to hatred, we say no. We are God's children. And we are destined for something far greater than that. That if we are all God's children, we have far more to offer. That if we are all God's children, we may all take a seat at that heavenly banquet. That we may all find a place to call home in God's kingdom. But we have to be willing to stake that claim as a child of God that we will inherit the kingdom and that we will invite all those that we know, all those that we meet to join us, to be with us and to rejoice in all that God has to offer. That we may find a home together and bring the peace of God's kingdom to this troubled earth Amen